A beloved teacher and union leader reflects on decades of service to students. You're listening to The Wrap from 90.7 WMFE News. I'm Brendan Byrne. This year for Black History Month, WMFE is telling the stories of Central Floridians who make our lives richer through their service. This week, we meet Ulysses Floyd, a 95-year-old retired teacher and beloved union pioneer with the Orange County Classroom Teachers Association. In 1968, while schools were segregated here in Florida, Floyd joined a statewide walkout fighting for both educators and students. And, and we fought tooth and nail to be able to get the same thing that the other groups were getting. His story, that's just ahead on The Wrap. The big stories this week from 90.7 WMFE News. But first, these headlines. A state house committee this week approved a controversial measure that would allow parents to file civil lawsuits seeking damage for the wrongful death of an unborn child, with critics of the bill saying it's too broad and could shrink the number of doctors who deliver babies in Florida. The proposal, now ready to go to the full house, would add unborn child to a law that allows family members to seek damages when a person's death is caused by such things as wrongful acts or negligence. Republican State Representative Jenna Persons Malika is the bill's sponsor. We are talking about human beings. We're talking about the human experience, the experience of the parents who have suffered a real loss. And we're saying that they have a right to seek recovery. The bill has drawn intense pushback from abortion rights advocates, including Democratic Representative LaVon Bracey Davis, who argue the proposed changes could put abortion providers and people who help women obtain abortions at risk of being sued. This bill is a backdoor to further reduce women's access to reproductive health care. This is a barrier and this is an access issue. That's what this bill is about. A similar Senate bill needs to clear one more committee before it can go to the full Senate. The proposal has come as the Florida Supreme Court weighs whether a proposed constitutional amendment aimed at protecting abortion rights meets legal requirements to go before voters in November. The court has until April 1st to decide on that issue. Meanwhile, a social media bill that would ban minors from using some platforms has passed the Florida Senate, but WMFE's Danielle Pryor reports Governor Ron DeSantis expressed concern over the bill current language and says he'll only sign a reform version of the legislation. The proposed bill bans kids under the age of 16 from having some social media accounts, including previously opened accounts. But Governor Ron DeSantis says he'll only sign the bill if it gives parents some choice in the matter. He says that might include allowing children who are 14 and 15 to use the sites for a limited amount of time, as long as a parent is supervising their use. I don't think it's there yet. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get there in a way that, uh, that I think answers the concerns that a lot of folks have. Supporters of the bill say it's needed to combat the negative mental health effects of social media. The bill now goes to a second vote in the House. Danielle Pryor, 90.7 WMFE News. Orange County commissioners are moving forward with a plan to erase residents' medical debt using $4.5 million from leftover COVID funding to help residents. The funding comes from the American Rescue Plan Act and could allow for thousands of Orange County residents to have their debts cleared. Speaking at the county commission, residents like Tara Felton spoke during public comment. 
arguing medical debt and basic needs are interconnected. We've been told that medical debt relief is a low priority due to focusing on issues like housing and food. We of course agree that residents need to have their basic needs met, but to claim that debt isn't a direct link to a family's ability or lack of ability to provide for themselves is a grave misunderstanding of the realities of poor and working class communities. The group Central Florida Jobs with Justice was pushing for almost twice the funding, some eight and a half million dollars, which would have covered some 300,000 residents. Orange County said no date is set for the next discussion of medical debt relief and the process and details of a medical debt relief program have not yet been determined. These stories and more are on our website. Visit WMFE.org. Storytelling through puppetry has a long tradition in Africa and can be found in Black America's spaces today. The Black church is the space where the use of ritual objects that people had known in Africa continues sort of under the radar. That's this week on Spotlight. Visit WMFE.org or get it wherever you get your podcasts. WMFE asked you to nominate people we should highlight during Black History Month. A couple of you nominated Ulysses Ford, a retired teacher and beloved pioneer with the Orange County Teachers Union. He spoke with reporter Joe Burns. Ulysses Floyd sat for an interview at his friend Wendy Dormal's home in Orlando. Dormal, a former president of the Orange County Classroom Teachers Association, says he remains the heart and soul of the union. He's just such a, a wonderful, unforgettable person, whether as a teacher, an advocate, civil rights worker, a labor activist. He's unforgettable. Floyd is 95 now. He taught elementary school in Orange County at Webster Avenue, Hungerford, and Sadler for 32 years before retiring in 1990. Floyd is still involved with the district and the union. He hasn't missed a national convention in 50 years. My first convention, I fell in love with him. I remember it was in Portland, Oregon. At the last one, convention goers could buy a T-shirt featuring Floyd and the words, Move to Close. He has a reputation for moving to close debate when it becomes pointless. Which is a little ironic, because Floyd has a lifelong love for talking in the classroom, the union hall, the bargaining table, and he values listening, especially listening to what children have to say. I love kids, and I I, I will talk to any kid who wants to talk. I'll listen to them, and sometimes I listen, and I don't make a comment. But but that's something they want to talk about. And and I I just feel, I don't know, the the Lord has made me into a, a good listener. Floyd says he was born in Jacksonville and served in the Army twice. He enlisted in 1946 at age 17. Then he joined the ROTC at Florida A&M and served as an officer in Germany. I was the only black officer in, in my company. It helped prepare him for desegregation back home. His first teaching job in 1958 was a third grade class at Webster Avenue. He loved it. At the time, the schools and the teachers' associations were segregated. The unions merged in 1966. In 1968, teachers throughout Florida staged a walkout. Floyd says it wasn't just for the teachers, but also to improve things for the students. As far as uh, especially the black kids are concerned, we were given books that had already been used. We were not given brand new books prior to that time. And, and we fought tooth and nail to be able to get the same thing that the other groups were getting. 
1974, after Orange County schools were desegregated, he was president of the local union. Floyd says it was the first time they were able to bargain for a contract. That was really what we wanted to do, and be able to talk about our salary, talk about working condition, and talk about what was right and what was wrong. Floyd says he can't imagine a world without teachers. But it's the children, especially those who are struggling, who have a special place in his heart. And I make no distinction whether you are an A student or a D student. Because my job is to make sure that you understand that you're somebody. Of all the stories Floyd could tell, he talks about a dad who said his boy was a slow learner. Floyd took the man to his classroom and showed off the boy's artwork. And so it changed his attitude about his son. Here was a kid who wasn't smart, but he had a gift. And I was able to find that gift. Floyd says he likes to tell parents about the good in their children that they didn't see. And though Floyd has been retired for many years, he plans to be a teacher for the rest of his life. Joe Burns, 90.7 WMFE News. Find more profiles of several nominated Black Central Florida leaders on our website. Visit WMFE.org slash Black History Month. That's it for the wrap. But coming up, it's been one year since a shooting spree in Pine Hills took the lives of three people, including nine-year-old Tiana Major, 38-year-old Natasha Augustine, and 24-year-old Dylan Lyons, thrusting the community once again into the limelight. But for years, Pine Hills residents have not only been working to improve the community, but its reputation of being crime-ridden, a reputation that many say is undeserved. WMFE's Joe Mario Pedersen spoke with residents and community leaders about where the negative reputation of, quote, Crime Hills came from and how the community is working to take its name back. That story next week. Stay listening. This podcast is produced by 90.7 WMFE News with assistance from News Director LaToya Dennis and Digital Director Ryan Ellison. I'm Brendan Byrne. This is The Wrap.